The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to another edition of DFS Today presented by Hoopball. I am back from a little one-week hiatus and I'm your host, uh, David Menkov, and I'm joined by my new exciting partner in crime here, Will. Uh, How are you tonight, Will? I'm doing great, David. So glad you're back. I missed you so much, so... (laughs) I think everyone. I think everyone could hear the sarcasm coming through on that one. But, uh, but, I, no, but no, no. either way, we have a fun little Friday, April twenty third card. Um, surprising set, only seven games on the docket for everyone to to dive into. So let's, um, without without too much further ado, let's let's jump right into the first game of the night. It's a 7.30 p.m. start. We have the Miami Heat traveling to take on the Atlanta Hawks. Um, As far as injuries are concerned, on the Miami Heat side, Tyler Hero is questionable for this one. Victor Oladipo remains out. Gabe Vincent is probable. And on the Hawks side, we have some injury news of note. Clint Capella is is questionable for this game. We have Chris Dunn, who's out still. DeAndre Hunter is out. Cam Reddish is out. And now the big one is Trey Young is now out with a left ankle sprain, uh, which is going to be really key for us to, to look at. Tony Snell is also doubtful, but he doesn't move the needle much when it comes to DFS anyway. Um, so getting into the Miami Heat side of the ball, who do you like uh, on the Miami Heat side in, in this matchup against the depleted Hawks? Right, well, whenever I think of the Miami Heat, it's the two main guys come to mind. It's Jimmy Butler at 9700 Uh He always can get you that 50 to 60 uh, drafting price value. Um, so he's a little high. You know, his price has gone up and up and up. I like him better at 9000 but now he's at 9700 So you don't have to force him in your lineup, in my opinion. Uh, and this game, it, it doesn't have an over or under, I don't believe, but it could be. Yeah, it doesn't. So it could be a blowout, too, with, with everyone hurt on Atlanta, you know, especially with Trey Young out. Um, so, and also, you can look at Bam Adebayo, obviously. He's just the guaranteed double-double guy, um, scoring in the 20s, uh, three out of the last four games. You know, it's just he's just a guaranteed play. And at um, 8200 that's a great price. Um, the only other guy I'm looking at is Kendrick Nunn. Uh, with Tyler Hero questionable, that's going to help none. Uh, if Tyler Hero plays, I think I probably would fade none. But at 5,100, it's pretty safe right now since Oladipo's not around. Uh, none the other game. Uh, last game, he had 22 points. Um, but the game before, he had 53 DraftKings points. So he has that potential. So if there are injuries and people are out, you can sneak him in your lineup. But keep an eye out on any news for Tyler Hero. Anyone else on the Heat you're looking at? I mean, it looks like we're picking up right where we left off two weeks ago, and I'm with you across the board here, Um, and and that's pretty much it. I mean, I have to say that the Kendrick Nunn call is fantastic. I mean, this game has all the makings of a potential blowout if the Heat come into this game motivated, looking strong. The Hawks don't have their their bread and butter. Trey Young and Clint Capella sits too. 
I mean, this game is going to be over and done with very quickly. So Kendrick Nunn should get plenty of run. If, as you mentioned, Tyler Hero is out in this one. 5,100 is a great price tag. I'm also looking a little bit. Um, you can go Goran Dragic potentially as well. He hasn't been doing in the last game in a blowout. He didn't really play many minutes. Only played 19 minutes against the Spurs. But uh, in the previous blowout against the Rockets, he did put up mm-hmm. almost 40 fantasy points. And at 5K, he's another great option. If Tyler Hero ends up sitting, um, I like Drogic off the bench. But you nailed it. Bam at a bio, 8,200. That that's price is, is pretty much a steal. It's, it's, it's one of the more outrageous prices considering the matchup potential here. He should, he should be able to hit value very easily here. And Jimmy Butler, 9,700 might scare some people off at that price tag, but he's rock solid. Um, if this game stays close, he has triple-double potential every night, every time he steps on the, on the floor. So I love that call of Jimmy Butler. But, but those are my, my three main guys. and You can throw in a fourth in there um, if you want. And, and that's, that's pretty much it. Um, if you don't have anyone else, I think we can, we can dive in on the Atlanta side of the ball. Uh, who do you like with, with some of these injuries popping up and potential additional injuries uh, on the Atlanta side of the ball? Right, you're gonna have to keep an eye out on Clint Capella. Um, he's valued at 8,800. Uh, if he sits, that's gonna impact a lot. So you know you're gonna have to keep an eye out on that. But if he plays, you know he's always uh, worth considering. Uh, you just need to make sure he's not going to be limited. I saw a stat over the last six games; he's been averaging 19 points and 19 rebounds, and I some crazy number of blocks too. So I mean he's been playing incredible. Uh, so check out his injury. Uh, Notes. Um, if he sits, uh, I think you can look at John Collins at 6,800. His price is way down because after his injury, they've been working him back into the lineup. He hasn't been at full uh, full go. Um, they've just been easing him in there. The most minutes he's played really is 28. Um, so uh, with if Capella's out, I think that should give him more offensive opportunities. He clearly can play 25 to 30 minutes. So that's a great value price for him. And you can look at Bogdan Bogdanovich at 7,800. He's just been rock steady at that price value for the most part. And with Trey out, especially, that's just more offensive production for him. And speaking of Trey, with him out, his backup point guard is Brandon Goodwin. And uh, so he will get all those responsibilities that Trey will be leaving behind. Um, a couple games ago when Trey was out, he's got 35 and 32 DraftKings points. So he has that potential, and he's at 3,400. So that's the skill of a play, in my opinion. Anyone else you like on the Hawks? I mean, you nailed it again. This is getting like – it's kind of a broken record with all of our <laughs> recordings at this point. But uh, I have to say you definitely touched on it. John Collins, I, I, I penned in to my card as, as someone to really monitor. If Clint Capella does sit – he should be unleashed a little bit. Should, he does have potential. We've seen it before the injury. So he has that 40, 50-point ceiling. He put up 36 fantasy points a, a couple of nights ago. I still think he's got more juice left uh, to squeeze here. So he can put up a 50-burger pretty quickly against the Heat, potentially, if he gets a lot of that a lot of that extra run at the 4 or 5. So I love John Collins. And then you, you touched on it. Brandon Godwin um, is... Goodwin, sorry, I don't know why I said Godwin, um, is is also a great pick. Uh, Thirty four hundred is a is a fantastic price tag. Um, he should get twenty twenty five minutes. I also 
the, the final guy I'm looking at potentially um, is Lou Williams, too, at 4,300. I know he's old. I know he, he's not <laughs> getting the same amount of minutes. But, I mean, we've seen Sweet Lou just put on uh, offensive display whenever he, he gets – he gets extra usage, and he should get plenty more usage in this type of game. He's only been averaging capping out at 25 minutes a game for the most part um, as a member of the Hawks, but this is a great opportunity with Trey Young out in, in a very important game for the Atlanta Hawks. I, I expect Lou Williams to really step up and carry some of that offensive load. At 4,300, there are worse plays at that price tag, so I, I'm going to throw in Lou Williams to the mix uh, on that front. That's a good call. I would love to see him get more opportunities and maybe even play a little point guard. So that's a, that's a good call. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. So we're, we are now one down. The next game on the card, we have the Boston Celtics traveling to take on the Brooklyn Nets, a 7.30 p.m. start. This game also doesn't have a spread or total. Um, as far as injuries are concerned, the Celtics have not yet submitted an injury report. However, we already know um, as far as who will likely be out, and that's going to be Jalen Brown is going to be out for this one, as well as Robert Williams. Um, Evan Fournier is also out for the Celtics. On the net side, we have a pretty exhaustive injury report at this point as well. No yeah. surprise at this point in the season, right? Mm-hmm. Um LaMarcus Aldridge is out and re- most likely retired. Chris Gioza is out. Uh, Nicholas Claxton is out due to health and safety protocols. Spencer Dinwiddie is, of course, out. Kevin Durant is actually upgraded to questionable in this one, mm-hmm. which is something to monitor. James Harden remains out, and Tyler John- Johnson is doubtful. So, with that said, on the Boston Celtics side, I'll, I'll dive in quickly as far as with Jalen Brown being out, um, I'm seeing a lot more usage across the board in a great matchup against a depleted Nets team. So I'm looking at Kyrie Irving from the top, 10,100. Kyrie Irving coming off a 63-point effort against the Raptors. He's going to be asked to continue to carry the offensive load with the absence of Harden and potentially Kevin Durant. If Kevin Durant comes back for this one, I still like Kyrie Irving. Despite that price tag, if anything, he's going to have lower ownership to boot, which would only help him uh, for, for me as far as lineup construct. Oh, I don't even know why. Sorry about that. I switched to the Nets, unfortunately. Let's let's dive <laughs> back into the Celtics, where I started this conversation. Um, you know what? Confusion, because Kyrie Irving did play on the Celtics. So that's, that's on me. That's 100%. what did it. That's what did it, yeah. A hundred percent. So... Like I was saying earlier, Jason Tatum with Jalen Brown out is going to be a great <laughs> pick at 10,000. Um, he should have all the usage he can handle. In the last five games, he's had a 68-point effort um, and a 55-point effort. I expect something in the 50 to 60 range here at 10,000. That's a great price tag. It should be up-tempo matchup against the Nets. Um, so he's my favorite play on the Celtics side. I also have some interest in Kemba Walker. 7,500 with Jalen Brown out. He's going to have more usage coming off a 45-point effort against the Warriors um, and 45-point effort two nights, two games ago as well against the Blazers. Kemba Walker is in a perfect spot um, in an up-tempo type of game. I imagine the score is going to be in the 220-230 range in this matchup. So I love Kemba Walker in this type of up-tempo style. 
Um, and that's really the only place I'm really looking. I'm not going to have a lot of interest in Tristan Thompson, despite a 4,900 price tag. Uh, he hasn't really been showing any consistency um, recently as well. Uh, and, and that's pretty much it for me on the Celtics side. Who do you like um, on the Celtics side? Anyone else uh, that you have your eye on? Yes, well, uh, with Kimba Walker, you know, um, he's been sitting out of back-to-back. So he, you know, he's playing to, um, on, you know, April 22nd. So I don't know if he's going to play tomorrow. You know, they don't really announce that uh, the day before. But if he sits, which I would expect him to, you can look at Peyton Pritchard at 3,700. Um, you know, he's obviously would get all those point guard minutes. So that's something to monitor because um, they've been babying Kimba with his knee. Uh, and also, if that remains the fact, I would look at Marcus Smart at 6,900 uh, with Jalen Brown out. Um, he's been playing pretty well uh, with everyone in. Um, so long as he, uh, long as Jalen Brown is out, uh, Kimba is out, you can play Marcus Smart at 6,900. And you make a great point about Jason Tatum. When I see 10,000 beside his name, that kind of scares me off. Um, because he, I'm used to him being around nine thousand, but with Jalen Brown out and against the Nets, which you just said would be a high scoring, high up tempo uh, game, it's probably worth it. It's just, it's just scary for me with with that ten thousand price for Jason Tatum. But it's, you could definitely put him in your lineup for sure. I mean, you know, it's it's definitely a gamble. We haven't seen Jason Tatum price that high. I think all season. So that's definitely something. That's a great call out there for sure. Um, any interest in the front court um, outside of, of Tatum for, for, uh, on the Boston side? No. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. We, all right. <laughs> we need the Time Lord to come back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. So let's, let's dive into the other side of the, of, of the ball. Who do you like on, on the net side? Um, now that you know Kyrie Irving does play for the Brooklyn Nets. Right, right. <laughs> you hit that right on the head. You have to put Kyrie in your lineup, even though he's at 10,100. Um, you know, he will get all of the offense that he wants. And like you said, he had um, 63 drafting points last game. Uh, you do have to keep an eye on if KD plays, though. That'll knock him a little bit. But, you know, I doubt KD will play a full complement of minutes. So you still could use him. Uh, I could look at Bruce Brown at 5,500. He's been picking up uh, the offensive slate since KD's been out. Last game, he had 21 points and 14 rebounds. So it's good to see that the last three games, he's had double-digit rebounds. He does more than just score. So if his shots are not falling, he's still going to be productive in other ways. Uh, I think you can look at Landry Shamit at 4,700. He's been playing pretty well also, uh, mainly on the defensive end, but he can put up some points. Three games ago, he had 30 actual NBA points. So, I mean, he has that potential also. But that would only be if KD is out. And uh, I think you look at DeAndre Jordan at 3,900. With all of that front court depleted, pretty much, um, He last game he had 29 minutes. So that's what you want from him. As long as you're getting 25 to 30 minutes, he should be able to get you. Uh, like, he has seven points and 12 rebounds. So you expect close to a double-double for him. And at 3900 that's a great price. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> again, I, I really have nothing else to add. In fact, every single guy you just mentioned, Will, is a guy that I had circled down for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Kyrie, Bruce Brown, 
Landry Shamit and DeAndre Jordan, nobody else. <laughs> so, I mean, there's not much else to add other than um, I think out of those guys, um, I'm definitely most comfortable, obviously, in Kyrie Irving. But um, as far as second tier goes, I hate to do this, but DeAndre Jordan is probably going to be my second favorite play just because with, with Claxton yeah. out, he's going to get tons of a ton of run uh, in this type of game. So I love DeAndre. And he's actually um, one of two of my favorite plays um, under 4,000. And they both happen to be in the center position on the slate. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see um, how we want to play uh, our lineups because there's definitely a possibility to have two low-budget centers in your lineups uh, yeah. for, for tonight's card. So something to keep in mind um, as well. So, so you know, you know what that means, right? Blake Griffin is gonna get like forty points and twenty rebounds because we didn't mention him <laughs> every time, every time. And you know what, Blake, feel free, you know, because as <laughs> as a Blake of the year, we we always can expect some type of Blake performance. I mean, mm-hmm. he's coming off a dud, so he's gonna put up to your point at least forty in this one. So, <laughs> four nine hundred. If you want to go down the Blake Griffin train. Feel free, but I, I wouldn't trust him with, with my life at this point. Let's so, <laughs> um, put it that way. Uh, awesome. So before we jump into the next game on the card, I uh, just wanted to do a quick shout out. Um, ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. I always get asked, who do you got? Uh, Lakers or Clippers? Um, Rodgers or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they got the best odds, contests, promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines for the Zurich Classic this weekend. Um, you know me, and you know that I don't give out my stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do, and my bookie is the best sportsbook out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code HOOPBALL. And get your deposit match halfway up to a thousand bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. All right. Well, let's dive into the next game on the slate. It's an 8 p.m. start time. We have the Cleveland Cavaliers traveling to take on the Charlotte Hornets. So I know you're excited about that one. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> And we actually do have a spread in line for this one. Uh, 209 is the total with um, the Hornets favored by one point. So another exciting thing for, for the Charlotte side. Um, and with, uh, as far as injuries are concerned, we have some injuries to note on the Charlotte Hornets side. Of course, LaMelo Ball continues to be out. But obviously, we're, we've heard some exciting news this week that LaMelo Ball will be coming back sooner rather than later, which is very exciting. Uh, Gordon Hayward is out in this one as well. Malik Monk is also out for the Charlotte Hornets. On the Cavaliers side, we've got a, a few injuries. Damian Dotson's out. Torian Prince is out. And Dylan Windler is also out in this one. All right. On the Cleveland side of the ball, who do you like, if anyone, now with the Cleveland Cavaliers relatively healthy uh, in this important matchup against the Charlotte Hornets? Right, I think you can look at you know their famous duo called Sexland, uh, Colin Sexton at uh, <laughs> 7,300. Uh, his last two games, 46 and 48 drafting points. And Darius Garland at 6,800. Last three games, 
47. I mean, you can keep going. He's been pretty consistent all year. Um, you probably would have to choose one of them, so you probably want to choose the cheaper guy in Garland at 6,800, but I think either you're, you're in good hands playing either one of them. Um, and it's not a crazy matchup against Charlotte. Um, they should have a good game. And the only other guy I'm looking at is Kevin Love at 6,500. Uh, he's pretty safe to get you 30 DraftKings points. If you want safe, if you want 30 guaranteed, that should be him. Uh, it's not going to be fun because, you know, Kevin Love is, you know, he's at any time he can get hurt and any time he can sit out. Um, but, you know, he's getting pretty consistent, uh, pretty close to a double-double around 15 and 10 in his last three games. So uh, that's usable. I wish he was a little bit cheaper, but, you know, what can you do? Uh, anyone else on Cleveland you're looking at? Honestly, at this point, I'm not even going to say anything because you nailed it again. <laughs> um, I, I had Kevin Love like penciled in just because, to your point, Kevin Love is consistent. I mean, he if he just he gets the same amount of consistent playing time each game now that he's healthy. Uh, he's not going to be blow the scorecard out with 50 point upside anymore at this right. point in his career. It looks like, but. You know, to have a steady baseline of 30 fantasy points at that price tag is not so bad. Um, as far as the two guards, I, I like your Darius Garland's call over Colin Sexton, but you can't go wrong with Sexton either. He was going to be very much overlooked on this slate, I think. At 7,300, coming off a string of, of those 46 and 48-point performances, and his price tag went down somehow. I, clearly, the people at DraftKings also don't like the Cleveland Cavaliers, but they, <laughs> they did not price him accordingly here. So um, you can take that and run with it. I, I will most likely have some shares of Colin Sexton just because of that. Uh, and that's pretty much it on this side of the ball. Um, as far as on the Charlotte Hornets side, I mean, it's it's a whole different conversation. Um, I think... There's, there's a lot of guys that are starting to be priced way too high for my liking. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys I'm looking at right now is going to be Devontae Graham, who's who's kind of been playing very consistently recently. 6500 that price tag is, is usually you want some more consistency at that price tag. In his last couple of games, he hasn't been able to hit value uh, tremendously. So I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of interest in Devontae Graham. But for me, it's really going to come down to um, – as far as on the Hornet side, I'm looking at Terry Rozier, 8,700. I mean, that price tag is extremely high, but he's been playing consistent basketball recently. I mean, his last four games, he's averaging over 50 fantasy points. 8,700 is a great price tag for someone that is carrying the Hornets right now. So I'm, I'm all in on Terry Rozier, uh, despite that high 8,000 price tag. I'm not going to have a lot of interest in P.J. Washington. I know he's been playing pretty well. Um, off the bench in recent games, but I just don't trust him. Um, and it's hard to to take a gamble again on a guy that's 6,300 that you just can't trust too much. Jalen McDaniel's price too high, in my opinion. And Miles Bridges, I pretty much think he's broken the slate when it comes to his pricing at this point. I mean, in, in a little over a week, he went from 5,800 on DraftKings to 8,000. So, uh, yeah. I mean, definitely he's had he's definitely warranted with some of his performances, but I just I don't feel comfortable paying eight thousand dollars for Mr. Bridges um, on the Hornets. So, who do you like, and do you agree with any of my picks for for your for your favorite team here? I mean, you pretty much nailed it. Uh, I I do have Terry Rozier at eighty seven hundred. Like you said, he's been putting up the value. You wish he was a little cheaper, but I mean, he's been carrying the team. Um, 
But the only other guy I have written down is PJ Washington, just because of his price at 6,300. But you make an incredible point that he is not trustworthy at all. He's just been pretty consistent. His last like four out of five games have been good. Um, but yeah, at any moment he could drop a dud. So you could use him, but I would not feel confident. So that was a great call on your part. And definitely uh, Miles Bridges is priced way too high um, for our liking. He, he probably could still come close to hidden value, but you wish he was priced 1000 or 2000 lower. So, yeah, you nailed it. Uh, I, I'm not messing with Devontae Graham right now because at 6500 I think there's better value. Like, I would trust Garland over him, and Garland is at uh, 6800 So. But, you know, you can't go too wrong with it. You can look at Jalen McDaniels. Um, You know, from when he first got minutes, he was very productive, but that production has been dropping down. So, But he's getting the minutes still. But, you know, that might be too much of a risk at 5,800. But that's about it for Charlotte. Love it. Love it. And, and of course, everyone has to take Will's picks seriously when it comes to the Charlotte Hornets because this man knows the Charlotte Hornets better than anyone. So I fully support everything, <laughs> everything you're, you're throwing out there. Um, all right. So let's dive into the next game. We have the Los Angeles Clippers traveling to take on the tanking, uh, exciting tank job of the Houston Rockets at this point. Um, so... This game actually does have, unfortunately, a spread in total. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, 223 is the total, and the spread is a whopping uh, 11.5 points, and I think that's, that's being reasonable only because Kawhi Leonard uh, looks like he is out for this one. Um, as far as injuries are concerned on the Clippers, Patrick Beverly is out, Serge Ibaka continues to be out, Kawhi Leonard's out, and Rajon Rondo is questionable. On the Rockets' side of the ball, DJ Augustine's out, Sterling Brown's out, Dante Exum's out, Eric Gordon's out, Daniel House is actually probable in this one, something to monitor, I guess. David Nawaba is also out in this game. All right, Will, with this game potentially being an absolute blowout, I, I'm looking at a few value plays uh, on the Clippers side where I'm going to look as far as lineups, are, as far as building lineups are concerned. Who do you like on the Clippers and can you trust Paul George? Uh, I think you definitely can trust Paul George. I mean, he's been lighting it up lately. Um, 56, 45, 61, 60, 50, 53, 52. That's what you want from someone that you're playing 9,300. I mean, that's the price of someone at 10,000. So with uh, Kawhi Leonard, some of those games had Kawhi Leonard also. So Kawhi Leonard is out. That's a safe play at uh, 9,300 for Paul George. He's one of my favorite plays of the night. Even though it's um, potential for a blowout, I mean, they have to at least get to the blowout point. You know, he's going to be the main focal point of the offense to get them that big lead anyway. So um, the only other two people I'm looking at are Marcus Morris at 6,100. Uh, I hate playing Marcus Morris uh, usually, but, I mean, over his last seven games, he's been a very productive player. You know, early in the season, he was thinking it up and, you know, definitely not deserving of that contract that he got, but uh, – He's been playing a lot better lately, and with Kawhi out, it should be a safe play. And then you can look at uh, Evika Zubak at 5,400. Uh, he's just a solid play, not going to be too exciting, but can get you anywhere from 25 to 35 drafting points. And, you know, against Christian Wood and Kelly Olenek, it's a pretty safe matchup for him. 
Um, I'm not really touching anyone else. Are you looking at Reggie Jackson or anyone else on the Clippers? You know what? Well, I, I've, this is the first one that I'm gonna have to throw out a name that you didn't even mention, and it's wow. probably for, it's probably it's probably for a good reason too, to be honest. <laughs> with um, but I'm looking at uh, one of the the recent signees, Mr. Yogi Ferrell. Um, wow. On the Clippers, I know this is a, a left field answer, but 3,700 <laughs> coming off um, a game where he he played 20 minutes. Uh, put up eight and seven with a steal and had 21 fantasy points. I mean, yes, he's priced up a little bit of 3,700, but I mean, if it becomes a blowout, which I fully expect it does, why not give Mr. U- Mr. Farrell, the former Hoosier, a little playing time? So I'm, I'm all aboard the, the Yogi train uh, when it comes to the Clippers. I, it, I'm sure it's going to, he's going to be like 1% owned, but I, I'm, I'm sticking with Yogi Farrell here. Um, I, I think he's, he has potential to, to be a great value play. So that's the only other guy I'm mentioning um, on the Clippers. I love your Paul George, Marcus Morris picks. I'll have some interest in Zubach too, but Yogi Ferrell is the, the, the real wild card in, in this whole slate that, uh, that I'm going to be playing. Um, well, question, so. if, would you still play him if Rondo does play? Great question. If Rondo plays, I'm going to be a little bit off of the Yogi trade. But if Rondo's <laughs> out, fire up Yogi with confidence. There you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Um, so who do you – and then jumping up over to the Rocket side of the ball, I mean, with with them going full tank mode, can you trust anyone? And will you play Armani Brooks at 3,600? Right. He's a name I have written down. I had Christian Wood written down at 8,300. But, I mean, that's a little too high for me, especially when we talked earlier. You got Bam at 8,200. So I don't think you can play Christian Wood. Um, with Kevin Porter Jr. out, uh, the next guy up should be Jason Tate. Uh, he's a pretty solid player. Early in the year, he was showing flashes of great potential until Kevin Porter came. So hopefully he can display that again with him gone uh, right now because of his injury slash, you know, altercation they got into. Uh, but, yeah, Armani Brooks at 3,600 is interesting to me. It just all depends on John Wall. I wish John Wall was out. And I would feel a lot more comfortable playing him. But like I said, this should be a blowout, so he should get uh, productive minutes. And at 3,600, that's a pretty good risk. So um, it's it's a risk, but I mean, it's up to you if you want to take it. You just never know. I mean, because with John Wall playing, it makes it a little scary. What What do you think? Yeah, especially with John Wall being an absolute usage monster. I, I think John Wall never got the memo from the coach. Um, saying that they're going full tank mode and he's just putting up any shot that's the, that he sees <laughs> that he sees fit. So I mean, it's doing it's doing great for for their loss ability, but it's not helping uh, other guys get uh, DraftKings points. So that's the one issue with John Wall playing. So I, I like your call. I, I I hope that he sits with with, with some phantom injury um, just for the sake of of other guys getting getting some looks here. <laughs> um, Otherwise, We're not wishing yes. injury on John Wall. He's been I, hurt way too much. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I'm obviously joking, everyone. Obviously <laughs> joking. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So that's. I think that pretty much sums up the Rockets. Um, unless you had anyone else, I think we can dive into the next game. Uh, we have awesome, awesome. We have the Wizards. Watch. Oh, sorry. Let me preface it by saying we have the battle of Tank City here. Watch the Wizards. Traveling to take on Oklahoma Oklahoma City Thunder at 8 p.m. 
we actually surprisingly do have a spread and total. It's actually one of the highest totals of the entire slate. It's 230 and a half. And the Wizards are somehow favored by by nine points um, in this game. Uh, I don't understand any of that. But uh, as far as injuries are concerned, we have some injuries to report. Of course, on the Washington side, Danny Avdija, the, the promising rookie, is out. Thomas Bryan remains out. And Rui Hachimura is also out. And yet, somehow, they're favored. Um, and on, on the Thunder side of the ball, we have Gabriel Deck, who is out. Um, Lugans, Lugans Dort is questionable in this one. Something to monitor. Chad Gildas Alexander is out. Josh Hall is out. And Mike Mascala is out. All right, well, uh, I think I'll, I'll, start, I'll jump in a little bit here on, on the Wizards side. With Westbrook and uh, Bradley Beal both healthy, I'm definitely going to still put my eggs in the basket with Mr. Westbrook. Um, you know, definitely... Not a revenge game by any means because it's the Thunder versus Wizards here um, and no one's going to be really looking for that angle. But something to monitor, of course, Russell Westbrook has been putting up insane numbers recently. Um, his lowest game was a couple of nights ago against the Pistons where he put up almost 57 fantasy points. He's been consistently hitting 60 to 65 plus fantasy points recently and is now averaging another yet another triple-double season is in the works here which is, of course, the Russell special. So I love Russell Westbrook at 11000 I'm not scared off at the price tag. He should be able, in a high-paced matchup, to, to do whatever he wants and get a very easy triple-double, um, if there's such a thing as an easy triple-double. So I love Westbrook. Um, and then that's pretty much, surprisingly, that's pretty much it on the Wizards' side of the ball. I'm not going to have a lot of interest in Bradley Beal and many 600 um, there isn't one more guy that I'm actually looking at, and I forgot to mention, and that is Davis Bertans. I know, Will, I mentioned him two weeks ago when we, when we did this, and I said I'm a big Davis Bertans fan. Mm-hmm. And now that Bertans... You really Bertans said that? Fans, You're admitting that you said that. I, I, I am admitting that. And you know what? <laughs> his last two games, I've gotten proof of that. Uh, in his last sure. two games, he has played almost 30 minutes and put up over 30 fantasy points in both games. So everyone that eight my words enjoy that because 4300 <laughs> is the same price tag that he was two games ago so fire him up davis bertans another great value play at the wing position now that he's starting at 4300 those are my two guys russell westbrook and davis bertans that's it who do you like <laughs> okay you know i'm giving you crap but i have davis bertans on my list also <laughs> Uh, it's it, because Rui is out and Denny Azia is out. Someone has to fill in that production. So I think he's a good player at 4,300. Um, uh, and I think when you're building your lineup, just see who you can afford. If you can afford Westbrook, put him in your lineup at 11,000. He's safe. Like I said, at OKC, he's going to want to put on a show. If you don't quite have as much money left, throw in Bradley Bill. I mean, Bradley Bill has been picking up his production lately. He should get you anywhere between 40 and 50 draft game points. So that's a pretty good play at 9,600. Um, and uh, the only other guy I'm really looking at is my guy, since for times it's your guy. My guy is Daniel Gafford. Um, he oh, last game, he had, yeah, you can't forget about my guy. He had 19 no, points no, on 10 I... boards. <laughs> I'm I'm just regretting the fact that I forgot to mention he was my second center pick that I mentioned earlier on the recording, <laughs> and I completely skipped over him. So please continue. Right, nineteen and ten with three blocks last game, and uh, you know 
when he gets the minutes, he's very productive. Three game, the two games before that, I mean, yeah, before that, he, had, he only had 16 minutes, decent games. But the game before that, again, 26 minutes at 18 and 7. So uh, the Wizards should be in the position where they realize, okay, we need to give this guy 25 to 30 minutes, and he's going to be productive. And I think this is still at under 4,000. Uh, for a starting center to be in your lineup, and there are two other centers. Robin Lopez has been putting up a little bit of stats, pretty good on defense, but Alex Lynn is just not that good anymore. Um, so I think Gafford is one of my favorite plays of the night. Let me ask you this question then. Who do you mm-hmm. like more, Daniel Gafford or DeAndre Jordan? Go. <laughs> I got to go. Oh, that that is tougher than you think, but I'm going to go with Daniel Gafford because – Man, that's 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 really a good question. <laughs> that's a good because they do have three centers, and DeAndre Jordan doesn't have much competition. But I'm still gonna go with Gafford. Who would you pick in that scenario? I I I love the uh, I love the loyalty. I'm gonna go with Gafford, despite me forgetting to mention him when I went. <laughs> uh, definitely going Gafford. He was I was mentioning two center lineups with two guys under 4K, and those are the two guys that I was thinking of. So. I'm with you 100%. Gafford all the way. He'll play 10 minutes most likely, just given how Scott know, Brooks man. operates, uh, <laughs> just because of that. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Uh, cool. Uh, anyone else on the Wizards? Otherwise, we can move on to the Thunder. I mean, you could, you could look at Garrison Matthews because, like I said, someone has to fill in those ruined minutes, but I think you need to wait and see on that because we just don't know what they're going to do. So that's it. Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm with you 100%. So, talking about injuries, who are you looking at uh, on the Thunder? I've, I've got a few guys actually circled with, with so many guys out, and they're in full tank mode, uh, as proven by the last game where Moses Brown played too well um, for the coach's liking. So, he was pulled after, after, a double, after playing like 12 minutes, I believe. So, that's, that's, something, to, that's, something, that's something to behold. Um, during this this right. short season, um, but who do you like on the Thunder? Uh, just given the uh, the full tank mode going on here. Well, I'm glad you let me go first because you have a couple of guys. I have one guy, <laughs> Darius Baisley at 6400. Uh, he's been playing very well, um, especially his last two games. Everyone is hurt. Uh, that is a score. You know, if Dort plays, that's going to hurt him a little bit. But if Dort is out, is that is Baisley's team? to run pretty much and he's gonna get all the options he wants everyone else it's a crapshoot to me so who are your guys you like on okc i mean you nailed it there he's basically and then i said a couple guys the only other guy i'm looking at and i hate <laughs> to do this i hate to do this uh but you know i have to kenridge williams at 4900 um mm. yeah that price tag is not the best but his last couple of games he's been productive he's put up 30 mm-hmm. fantasy points in the last couple of games He's getting minutes. I mean, it's almost like they want him to get minutes because they think the more minutes he gets, the more chance they have of losing. Um, that's what it sounds like. So <laughs> if he continues to get minutes, uh, I see no reason why he can't hit value at 4,900. So I'm looking at Kenridge Williams as a tournament play and a tournament play only for that simple fact. So I'm with you on Darius Baisley, though. He's a great call. Um, unless we have anyone else, I think we can – we can move on from from, from this uh, exciting matchup and move on. I don't think to... anyone is going to be watching that game. <laughs> um, a, a, a shout out to the Washington Wizard fans and Oklahoma City Thunder fans that 
um, actually support the team, whether they're losing or winning. But you're right. Outside of those people, there's no other reason to watch this game. So right. <laughs> you can definitely skip that. Um, moving on to the next slate, uh, we have a 10 p.m. slate. Uh, in the first game up, we have the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, sorry, we have the Denver Nuggets traveling to take on the Golden State Warriors. Um, as far as as far as spreads and totals, we have the Warriors. Um, it's currently the Nuggets favored by three points with a total of 228. Um, as far as injuries are concerned, on the Nuggets side, Monte Morris is, is out, and Jamal Murray, of course, is out as well. Um, on the Warriors side, Damian Lee is out, Eric Pascal is out, Clay Thompson's out, James Weissman's out, and Juan Toscano Anderson is questionable in this one. As far as Denver is concerned, um, it's going to be interesting for me um, as far as on the Denver side of the ball. Uh, it definitely starts usually with Nikola Jokic, and this is another fantastic opportunity for Jokic to put up one of his ceiling type of games, 65, 70 points without even blinking an eye, coming off a dud by every, by every um, use of that word for a player of his caliber in the last one against the Trailblazers where he failed to hit double-digit assists, which is very rare, or rebounds. Um, I think he's going to have a bounce-back effort with 65-70 point ceiling in this one. Um, and I like that price tag. I think if we have an option between Westbrook or Jokic, I'll take the $100 savings and go Jokic um, personally. Yeah. Uh, who else on the Nuggets side? I'm also looking at Michael Porter Jr., 7,700, and Will Barton at 5,500. Both guys are definitely going to be in my player pool. Um, I think I'll probably be leaning more towards taking the the price savings and go Will Barton at 5,500, just because you know you want to have more flexibility in your lineups. But I have to say that that they're both going to be potentially in play for me. Um, and then I'm going to have some interest, probably tournament-only interest, finally, in Mr. Facundo Campazzo, which I definitely blew that pronunciation. But I also mm. think that he's a guy that is going to get more and more comfortable now that he's getting starter minutes. And it, it, someone needs to facilitate outside of Jokic. So I expect Campazzo to, to really step up the game. And 4400 um, not a bad price tag to pay for, for someone that's getting that many minutes a game. So... That's that's what I'm looking at on Denver's side of the ball. Who do you like, Will? Uh, I think you nailed it with your calls. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is kind of a risky play for me. His last three games have not been what you want him to be. They've been he's been solid, but you know we've seen in the past where he's gotten 45 to 50 DraftKings points. So that's what we're hoping for. Um, so if you uh, want to take an even bigger risk, I think you can look at the, um, the only other guy you didn't mention, Aaron Gordon. He's kind of been on the down trotting statistical, you know, journey right now. Uh, I thought he would pick it up with Jamal Murray's injury, but he hasn't done that yet. But this will be the perfect opportunity against the Warriors. Should be a high-paced, high-scoring game. Uh, But, you know, that's a big risk. You know, you just know he's going to get the minutes. But we hope he can put some of that production up that Denver would like to see. But, yeah, um, Compazzo with um, Monte Morris out. You can look at him at 4,400. You know he's going to be on the floor and possibly getting assists. Uh, well, he actually hasn't been getting assists, but, you know, you hope to see his assist numbers ramp up. So, But the only guy you really can trust on Denver is Jokic, honestly. But they just have a lot of options. 
Yeah, no, you, you definitely nailed it there. I mean, it, it's tough. They have so many mouths to feed. It's really tough yeah. to, to really align on on who's going to be the guy that steps up. Uh, and we've seen different guys step up recently for the Nuggets with Jamal Murray out. So definitely something to monitor as we go. But uh, great opportunity, great matchup. Could be high scoring as well. So I love it. Um, as far as on the Golden State side of the ball, are you going to go back to the well on Mr. Steph Curry, or are you going to fade him after after a dud by by Steph Curry standards in his last one? Right, a dud, almost a triple double, a dud. But yes, <laughs> as far as drafting <laughs> points, you know, it was his lowest in a long time. But uh, I think he can go back to the well. He's not going to do that twice in a row. For the most part, we don't expect that. 10300 is a pretty good price for him. If you need to do some savings on the point guard position and you don't want to spend 11000 for Russ, you can always go with Steph. And this should be a competitive game. He should be in it to the end. It shouldn't be one of those where they're dominating so much he doesn't play the fourth quarter. So you don't have to worry about that. Um and the only other guy I'm looking at is Draymond at 6,900. Um, he's, he's a pretty solid play. Um, you know, he does all the dirty work, good all-around player. I like Wiggins, but it's too much competition with Wiggins and Oubre um, and Bazemore and Poole and all these guys. So they kind of cannibalize each other a little bit. Um, so I'm just going to go with Steph and Dre in this matchup. How about you? Yeah, I mean, those are two great calls. Um, the only other guy I'm really looking at, I mean, this is probably going to be more tournament play, but it's hard to ignore. Mr. Ken Bazemore in his last game, uh, he just put up an absolute, um, just an absolute, like, historic performance for Ken Bazemore standards, where he had <laughs> six steals and two blocks. I'm not expecting that kind of production um, in this game against the Nuggets, but if Ken Bazemore is getting... 30 minutes a game, he might just fall into 20, 25 fantasy points. And at 4,100, it's really hard to argue against that price tag. And his price actually went down uh, to 4,100 after a 52-point effort. So again, thank you, DraftKings. And thank you for whoever priced him even lower in this game. So I'm going to take advantage, I think, in in this game. So I'm looking at Ken Bazemore as well as the uh, aforementioned guys you mentioned, um, Draymond Green and Steph Curry. But Kent Bazemore is another one of my value plays tonight. Um, any interest in Kent? Uh, that's a great call, uh, but I just don't trust it because I don't see a guarantee for minutes. Um, is He started over Kelly Oubre last game, didn't he? He, he did. He did indeed. So I, I wonder if they're going to keep that going. If, he's, if you see that he's starting, I definitely think you can put him in your lineup. But if he's moved back to the bench role, you just don't know how many minutes he's actually going to get. Yeah, that is a completely fair call. That is a completely fair call. All right, so I think we've reached the the last game of the night. We have the Memphis Grizzlies traveling to take on the Portland Trailblazers at the 10 p.m. start time. We have a total of 233.5, so the highest total of the night, with the Blazers favored by three points. Um, As far as injuries are concerned... We have Jaron Jackson Jr., who is available for this game. Um, and then we have, and we actually available, which is exciting. Jonte Porter is available. Jonas Valanciunas is still out, but he is more questionable in drafting. Something to monitor as we get closer. Justice Winslow is available as well. On the Blazers side, we have Zach Collins, who remains out. CJ McCollum is available. So is Joe Yusuf. Norkic and Derek Jones Jr. is questionable in this one. Uh, 
All right, Will. Who do you like on the Memphis side of the ball um, in this game, uh, knowing that they're giving a lot of their younger guys uh, a look along with Jaron Jackson Jr.? Right, that's the main guy right there. With Jonas Valanciunas out, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is back. Fire him up in your lineup. First game back, only played 18 minutes, but he had 15 and 8 with four blocks. I mean, that's just amazing production. He fit right back in like a glove. Um, and the only other guy I'm looking at really um, is Xavier Tillman. You know, that's the rookie uh, for them at 4,600. You know, his production has been a lot better, too, with uh, Jonas out. Uh, and Brandon Clark's been struggling, struggling. So they could give the rookie a little bit more playing time, so you keep an eye out on him. Uh, I don't really trust anyone else on Memphis. A lot of guys can put up production. Um, but I don't know if anyone is necessarily a lock. Um, what do you think? Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. I mean, you touched on it. Xavier, or Xavier, uh, you know, Tillman, uh, Michigan State former alum, just, just want to throw it out there. Um, definitely exciting. Uh, he's definitely one of my favorite picks. I don't know how much interest I'm going to have, unfortunately, in Jaron Jackson Jr., just because of that price tag is a little too high for a guy that's coming back from injury. So I don't know if he's going to get enough minutes um, to warrant that price tag at 7000 um, That's my only concern. I have no faults in going Jaron Jackson Jr. here, but that's something that I'm definitely going to monitor uh, to see if he can get his minutes up to 20 minutes potentially in this one. Um, I'm, the last guy I'm looking at on the Memphis side really is going to be John Morant, um, 7200 I know that his his production has been all over the map, but a couple of nights ago he put up 72 fantasy points. I don't expect that in this game against the Blazers, but with Lillard and McCollum both healthy, I uh, expect a nice little back-and-forth battle between the point guard positions. So I'm going to go John Moran at 7,200. Um, I think he's, he's in play for sure at that price tag, and that's pretty much it uh, on the Memphis side of the ball, unless you have anyone else. You just, you just shot my guy down, Jan Jackson Jr. I'm kind of sad I, now. I, I mean, <laughs> it's nothing personal, though. Nothing personal. I, listen, as a Michigan State fan, um, I support all former Spartans, right? But Jaron Jackson Jr. coming off injury is just so difficult for me at 7,000 to pull that trigger. That's all. Um, if he was 6,500, I would play him every day of the week. So, <laughs> Okay. All right. I feel better. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, I think we can uh, move over to the Blazers side of the ball. And as I mentioned, a bunch of they pretty much are, are healthy up and down, the, up and down the board. So with a healthy roster in the Blazers, any interest in either Lillard or McCollum in the in the front in the backcourt, or Yusuf Nurkic at the center position. Uh, well, you you name you name two of my three guys. Well. <laughs> I have I have two of those three guys. So yeah, I think you can uh, look at Damian Lillard. You know, his first game after missing uh, a week of action, he you know he had thirty eight and a half DraftKings points, twenty two points, actual points. But the main thing is he played thirty seven minutes, and that's huge. So you know, there's no limitation on him right now, which is kind of surprising with the hamstring. I would have expected you know more limited minutes. Uh, so you know, he has the potential to get fifty DraftKings points at any night knowing that he's playing a full complement of minutes. He's not safe, you know. I think Steph is a better play. Uh, you know, Westbrook's a better play. But, you know, 
you can always throw Dame in your lineup and you'll be safe, knowing that he's going to get those minutes. And I, and I'm also looking at Nurkic at 5200. Um, he should have a pretty easy night because Jonas Valanciunas is not in there, uh, and that's the guy he would have been banging up against all night. So at 5200, last game he played 29 minutes. His production should keep ramping up. Um, that's just the thing, you know. He's not playing in the 30 minutes yet. Um, it's like they're still trying to get his legs under him. But I think this will be a pretty good matchup for him. Um, I don't really trust anyone else on the Blazers right now because everyone is healthy for the most part. What do you think? Yeah, no, you definitely nailed it. I mean, Lillard is, is a great is a great call. Um, I think in 9500, you know, definitely some some price salary savings, which which we definitely want to take advantage of, especially since his last game he did not come off a, a good game um, in, in that matchup. Um, but I think this is a perfect opportunity to, for a bounce back here. So Lillard's a great call. Um, and again, Yusuf Nurkic, a guy that I loved earlier in the season, um, coming back from injury, uh, should be in play, should get plenty of minutes. I don't see a lot of issues um, him hitting 30, 35 fantasy points in this one against a soft Grizzlies front court, which is fantastic. Um, I have to say that those are my key guys here. Um, and that's pretty much it. You know, I don't think we need to uh, to go too far down the rabbit hole here with, with the Trailblazers. Um, and, and, that, yeah. and that's, yeah, and, and that's pretty much it, I guess. Who's your, um, now that we've covered the full seven-game gamut, who is your favorite value play under, under 4,500 and your favorite high-price guy on the slate? Okay, my favorite um, high-priced guy, I would say over 8000 uh will be Paul George at 9300 With Kawhi out, it's always a lock pretty much to play him, even though they're going to potentially be in a blowout. Uh, who do you have? I'm looking at Jason Tatum uh, for me at $10,000. Uh, I, I just I love him for whatever reason. I see 40 and 10 <laughs> written all over this matchup. Yeah, with Jalen Brown out, that's a good call. All right, you got You can't forget the mid tier guy too. Forty five hundred eight thousand. A hundred percent, and you know I, I'm not gonna forget it. It's just more of like I I, I, I just didn't want to mention it. So I'll have to <laughs> straight up. I'll have to go with um. It's it's really tough. The mid tier I don't really like too much to be honest. I'm gonna go um. I'm gonna stay on the Boston Celtics side of the ball, and if if. If Kyrie, sorry, if Kemba Walker is out. There you go Mark, again. <laughs> there I go again. Marcus Smart, I love that call if Kemba Walker is out at 6,900. That's a good call. That's a good call. And I would say uh, John Collins at 6,800. If Capella is out, I think he has potential to have a big game. Perfect. So who is your value play in that case? I, you named a few great ones tonight. My guy is the guy that you forgot about. I'm going to go with Daniel Gafford <laughs> at 3800 I think he has that double-double potential. It's just a great price for him. I love yeah. it. I love it. I'm going to go Armani Brooks, 3600 mm-hmm. on the Houston Rockets. I think he's going to get plenty of minutes. They have nothing to play for. So I'm going to go Armani Brooks to, to, end, to end the conversation. <laughs> well, um, uh, to keep the conversation going for one more person. All right, go. <laughs> I got to go with Brandon Goodwin. I think, you you know, with Trey <laughs> out, that's somebody you got to consider too. 
Absolutely. I, I almost went Lou Williams there. So it looks like we have some some differences going into this slate. But yeah, yeah but you, you got to have some differences. Otherwise, it's, it's not really worth it. Um, otherwise, all said, otherwise, um, cool. So I just want to wrap it up by saying uh, that, you know, it, it was always a pleasure, Will. Um, you can find oh, yeah. Will and I on Twitter. My Twitter name is dmank33. Why don't you tell everyone how they can find you on Twitter as well? My Twitter is at WilliamIsBill. Come on and join us. All right. With that, I want to say good luck and good night to and good morning to all our football listeners at DFS Today. Um, I am David, my partner Will here, and have a great night and good luck. Take down some GPPs. Peace. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.